Did you miss your favorite WXVU show? Have no fear, because every single WXVU show is available on demand. You heard that right, every single show. Search WXVU on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you listen to podcasts, and you'll find archives of all of our weekly shows. It's another reason why this truly is the greatest semester in the history of Villanova's V891, The Roar. And welcome into Sports Takes with Jake here on a dreary Monday evening. But you know what time it is. It's March Madness. And as always, we are coming to you live from the Villanova University here on Monday, March 13th. And yes, the NCAA tournaments are here and they will literally be here on Saturday, 4.45 p.m. Tune in right here, WXVU 89.1 The Roar, as Zach and I will bring you the women's basketball round of 64 first round as number four Villanova will be hosting the regionals. They take on number 13 seed, the Horizon League champion Cleveland State Vikings. Again, 4.45 p.m. here on 89.1 The Roar, also WXVU.org. And the Radio FX app by searching WXVU. We will be here live, bring you play-by-play coverage of that game. But getting back into the uh, full field here, we're going to start... Well, first of all, I can't go any further without introducing my partner, co-host, co-commentator from Spearfish, South Dakota, Mr. Zach Tipton, wearing his... It looks like Miami Marlins, but it's actually the Minnesota Twins uh, shirt here tonight. Yeah, absolutely. You know, yeah, they they screwed up that logo, man. I'm sorry. I disagree. I agree. I was. I agree. Actually, sorry. I don't mean to say I disagree. I agree. Um, by the way, Team USA tonight, ten o'clock in Phoenix, Arizona, playing Canada. We need a bounce back win after that bad game yesterday. Freddie Freeman led Canada. Didn't know he was Canadian until today. I don't think he's Canadian. I think he's a literally LA kid. I, that's all I gotta say. And we also have Mr. Fifty Fifty himself, Mr. Nick Downing. He's Woo. resurrected from the dead. He's he back. hasn't been here in like a month and a week here. What's going on here, buddy? Yeah, you know, I just uh, gotta make all my appearances count. Don't want to be taken for granted. Mm-hmm. We were Zach. We were pretty close to cutting the ties at one point. We were. We close. were. We were very upset. We was getting there. I mean, we were very upset. We don't have enough money in this budget here, man. I mean, we, we guaranteed him some money, and you, you know, it, nothing. It's tough, tough, uh, tough crowd here, man. I, Puerto Rico. Zach, you'd cut my. You cut ties with me. Puerto Rico. I was considering after that Super Bowl Monday. <laughs> yeah, we were. We were pretty upset about that, man. <laughs> I no, came on the long. show full. My my heart was broken. I came on this it show and to took it like a launch, man. Um, no, we're excited to have Mr. Nick that. Downing back. We have some good good debate here tonight. Um, fresh back from Puerto Rico. Yeah, Zach, fresh back from the Sunshine State down there, and watched like every single baseball team down there for like a week. I did. It was amazing. <laughs> you even saw the Dominican Republic team. Didn't you? I did. That's I got right. to watch the Twins beat them somehow. We don't know how that happened, but they did. I don't know. Hey, anyway, we're going to get right into it here. we got a lot to get to. Actually, we have a special guest at the bottom of the hour. You'll find out at 7.30. Oh, a special guest. Yes, yes. You, you, we, well, Nick is a special guest for us. I, but, it, no. It's true. <laughs> it's a special guest, folks. I don't even know who this is. Yeah, well, you won't know until 7.30. But anyway, we're going to get right into the women's bracket here. 
And uh, as we know, usually with the women, it's pretty much chalk, chalk, and more chalk. Uh, usually not a whole lot of upsets. Um, we're going to start in the Greenville 1 region. So that's the top left um, kind of side of things here. Obviously, the overwhelming favorite here, South Carolina, undefeated 32-0, just ran through everybody this year. Uh, will there? I guess the question to you guys, will, is there any team that can pose a challenge to South Carolina or no? In the uh, region, in the region. In the region? Um, UCLA in, the, in, the, in that Sweet 16 round, I think, is a really tough team. Uh, and I think they could give them a run. I also really like Notre Dame, possibly, in a Elite Eight mm, matchup. I, I, um, I have them going out early. Like, early. You have Notre Dame going out early? Out of 32, I have them going out. Oh, you have them losing to Creighton, don't yes, you? Yes, uh, I'm rolling with the Blue Jays. Though. I don't know. Something about Notre Dame makes me think they're very underrated coming into this. I have them beating Maryland in the Sweet 16 and possibly going to the Elite Eight. So. Mm, I, I worry about Olivia Miles, man. Hurt. I mean, coming back, part out 100%. Yeah, that is tough. You're not wrong. That's your best player. I mean, probably not 100%. Nick, what do you got there, buddy? I know you're you're expert on the women's side of things here. In Greenville 1? Yeah. Uh, I think South Carolina makes it out. Do you, do you have any – do you think Maryland will challenge or Notre Dame? Uh, I, I like the Creighton over Notre Dame pick. Okay. I think okay. that's a good one. Oh, that's a great pick. I, I should have thought of that, actually. I was too high on Notre Dame. I don't like that pick. Now I like Fighting it Irish. Um, go down to the Seattle Four region. Um, I don't know why there's numbers next to it. It's kind of weird. Yeah, um, I don't know. This is interesting. I, this is Iowa's region. They are. This is I. Yeah. They are bleeping pissed off that they didn't get a one. That they didn't get a one. They should got. They got robbed. They should get one. And be honest, I think Stanford is the weakest one seed by yeah. far. Um, I think Iowa and Sanford should have been switched here. Um, but no, in my opinion, this is Iowa's division to lose. I agree. Um, I, I think K.O. Clark's going bananas in this region. I, I 100% agree. I have I have Stanford still going to the uh, Elite Eight here. but I uh, I do too, but I have them losing. But I have moved them losing to Iowa. Um, I'm not going to lie. If we get a South Carolina-Iowa Final that Four, that's going to be an epic matchup. Um. But I will say my one upset pick here, and I think it's epic, man. I think maybe you did too, Jake. Uh, I have Middle Tennessee State uh, knocking off Colorado in the first round here. Mm. 11 over 6, uh, playing Duke and then losing to Duke. I don't really have a bigger upset than that. I don't have, I don't have any upsets, upsets in that region at all. Really? You took you took Colorado? Yeah, I just uh, kind of went with chalk, honestly. <laughs> It's not a, I don't know. It's not usually not a whole lot of upsets, man. Yeah, I know. I didn't put any upsets either. Besides, uh, I had. I forgot. I forgot the whole thing about Middle Tennessee. I might change it. I kind of forgot about. I kind of was doing it quick before we got on here. But um, Nick, any thoughts there? Iowa, Stanford. Yeah, no, I like Iowa too, um, because of Caitlin Clark, and I think in like March Madness, it helps to have like a true proven scorer. I, I think that's what attracts me to like a champion contender is and you can look back this is on the women's and men's side like the teams that win they usually have a, someone who can get like a basket when the team is really down bad um i'm thinking like Kem- all the way back to like kemba walker with uconn <sighs> kemba was ridiculous yeah and no, the, the best teams have guys like or guys or girls that can score 
when the team is like struggling. I mean, hey, even Colin Gillespie, even though they didn't ever win one, like Colin Gillespie is that yeah, guy for us. That's totally. the reason we were so good with totally. Colin, Colin Gillespie could put the ball in the basket whenever he wanted. But I definitely agree. I think, especially with her being a veteran now at this point, she's. I think she's a senior now at this point. She might be. A, she's a soft. I think she's a junior actually. But with her being a veteran presence in that locker room now, she's she's gonna be tough to beat. This is stunning. I'm, I'm reading an article right now about like, the 25 best players in the women's tournament. Guess where they have Maddie Segrist? I'm going to guess low. and I don't think it should be low. I think I'm going to guess low. I'm going to go nine. You're exactly right. Nine. I cannot believe that. That's way nine. too low. The leading, isn't she the leading scorer? She's the leading scorer in the nation. Averaging basically a double-double this year. They actually said that. Are, how are there eight better? Boston... Clark. They have Boston, who Clark, the they, have, they have Edwards Kidley. from UConn ahead of her, who they have has barely Kidley, probably, played. Right? They have Kidley. They oh, have Diamond Kidley. Miller from Maryland, Elizabeth okay. Kitley from yeah. Virginia Tech, Angel Reese from LSU. Yeah, Angel Reese is a beast, too. Mackenzie Holmes from Indiana. Okay. Cameron Brink from Stanford, and the top two are, are Boston and Caitlin Clark. Yeah, that's not – Caitlin Clark's more, I'm guessing, right? Yeah. Okay, yeah, no, that's, that's I don't know, man. That's yeah. low to me. I also <laughs> agree with that statement. Uh, I saw an article that said uh, Maddie Seacrest be the breakout player of the tournament. I'm I like, hope so. Would that really be considered a breakout? Though I'm no, pretty sure she's so. averaged think, 20 points all year. Like, downplaying her. I don't know why. Yeah, I don't know why. No one really gives her a lot of respect. I think she deserves. Uh, but anyway, yeah. Now, getting to that Greenville two region, which the Villanova Wildcats are in. Um, how far, I think they get to the Sweet 16, they bow out to Indiana. That's my take. I oh. uh, I got them taking it. So uh, Wow. Yeah. That's, <laughs> that's, that's a little for this team. It's, uh, uh, it's, uh, it's a homer pick. That's definitely a homer pick. <laughs> it's definitely that's a, a homer pick. Uh, um, to be honest, I was very much questioning whether to pick Washington State in the second round. Like yeah. I picked Florida Gulf Coast to beat Washington State that. in the first Florida round. Florida Gulf that's Coast upset. That's an interesting. Few upsets I even have in the. I was round. so on 50-50 with Florida Gulf Coast and Washington State. That's but gonna be I a picked, great matchup. Here. But I picked Washington State because I'm no, like, we're making sweet. They just won the Pac-12. They just pulled off an incredible run to win the Pac-12. Like they're hot. They're so hot right now. <clears throat> Denise Dillon, <clears throat> Maddie Seagrass, <clears throat> Lucy Olson. Come on. Facts. Man. I that's why I did pick Nova. I picked Nova to go to a Sweet 16. I want to okay, say that. Okay. But I was there was a lot of doubt in my mind. Zach, if you Nova. if you picked Washington State and then Villanova beat Washington State or beat them convincingly, like wouldn't you just be mad at yourself? Like you go here, <laughs> you'd be commentating that game. Exactly. You, you you go here and you're the one guy that picks against them. But I do say I do think Indiana takes them out in the first and the second. Indiana's era. knocking them out. I think Indiana's too good of a team. I, I like them a lot. Not in my bracket. Fair. Hey, I respect we, t- it. we take it you here to hear first. Yeah, from the guy that hasn't shown up in one, two, three, four, five, five oh, weeks. Oh, come on. This roast <laughs> is getting old. People, I've been busy. It's not conscious mm-hmm, ditching. Mm-hmm. Um, I have Indiana, Utah in the Elite Eight in that. That's exactly round. what I have. Oh, my other upset, I have Princeton in the first I also round. have Princeton. They're a tough defensive team. They're very good. I covered them earlier in the year. They're tough. I have Princeton as They're well. They're a tough team. I have Princeton as well. That is also my upset. Uh, let's see here. Seattle three region. This is my like yucky region. I got. I have no uh, Tennessee and UConn the Elite Eight. I also I have UConn. 
<laughs> I have Tennessee and UConn in my Elite Eight teams, and I have Tennessee. I got, oh, no, I got right Tech. Early. Tech. I have Tennessee beating. That's, that's a homer pick. I got over, some friends there. I have Tennessee beating UConn also. Wow, I have UConn winning it all. So I don't. Oh. I think they're. I think they're vulnerable this year. I have them uh, in the final. Gino Ariema in March. I'm not betting against that. Um, not betting against. But no, I have that as well. I also have. I also have South Dakota State beating USC. Okay, that's uh, a homer. Pick. I don't know. I, I'm that's, still debating. That is such a homer pick. I'm debating on that pick. pick. I'm not care. sure who to pick there yet. But South Dakota State's actually. You'll pick San Diego higher. State, but you won't pick Nova against Washington San Diego State. State? It's South Dakota State. Sorry, that's right. <laughs> whoa, whoa, don't roast me for that. I'm not the one from Five South weeks. Dakota. It's been a little bit. Give him, give him a little slack. Yeah, okay, fair. Um, I'm just saying, he automatically goes South Dakota State, but Nova, he's like, I don't know. I also want to my games. Too. A point is there. They're going to be a favored. Point to, his, to, point to his point, though, is that when you cover a team very closely, you tend to be a lot more critical of them. True. Because you see them all the time. But True. no, I, I think they're going to, I think they're getting to the Sweet 16. That, that's my take. Villanova. You think Villanova? I think Villanova is going to Sweet 16. That's yeah. what I have. No, I know, but yeah, no, I know. All the way, baby. Bama, Bama. I also have a winning against Baylor. I have that. Oh no, no, I don't have well. that. I have Baylor over Alabama. But I think yeah, I have UConn. I have UNC also going to the uh, Sweet 16. Yeah, right, me we're too. Up, we're up against. I want to get to the men's. What's our Final Four championship? I'll go first. Final Four got South Carolina, Iowa. And Dallas, and I have Indiana UConn going at it. Got UConn over Indiana. Might be a blowout, actually. But I got South Carolina over Iowa. Close, high scoring. That's going to be a high flying game. Then I got UConn revenge from earlier in the year when they lost South Carolina. They get exact revenge and they win it all. Before Zach gives his picks, I just have a question. Do we? Because I know I know stuff about Iowa, UConn. Is Maryland like a good two? I don't know anything about them. I don't like Maryland. Yeah, I don't like. <laughs> Who do you have them losing to? I have them losing Notre Dame. Wow. Okay. I have them losing to South Carolina in the Elite Eight. That's why. South Carolina. Yeah. Okay. So you don't hate them that much. No. Yeah. I know. They're they're solid. Hey, women's is usually pretty chalk. That's yeah, I mean. really you gotta pick chalk. basically one and two seeds. I yeah. I did one and two for every region except for that Seattle three rated four and two. South three are just gonna be, um, gonna be some upsets. Gonna be I some uh, upsets. so I have South Carolina, Iowa, Indiana, Tennessee, Ooh. are my four. I have South Carolina beating Iowa, mm. and then I have in a real. I was I actually on my bracket. I have Iowa crossed off in the championship because I originally put Iowa and I crossed them out and put SC. Mm. So I'm very back and forth on that. And then I have Indiana beating Tennessee. So I have SC versus Indiana, and I have SC winning. I think SC is too Nick. dominant this year. I have uh, chalk, except for Greenville too. I have Villanova and LSU in my elite eight, and then I have Villanova beating LSU, UConn, Iowa, South Carolina, and then I have a uh, reminiscent of when Kentucky got beat by Wisconsin on the men's side in the Final Four, even though that team was perfect. I have Iowa knocking off South Carolina, mm, okay, and then Nova beating UConn. Nova beating Iowa by one point in the final. Whoa. Obviously, some home, obviously some Homer stuff going on there. Whoa! You, hey, honestly, when it comes to filling out brackets, I want to be the guy that's laughed at. Fair. I, I respect it. The people I laugh at it. Pick chalk, and it never happens. I respect it. I respect it. Maybe no. the women's side, it's more women chalk. I mean, that. most of mine is chalk. I don't really know anything about Maryland. Stanford, you're telling me, is like a weak one, They're but not that one. bad. 
But uh, so They're I have. I, I, yeah, the teams I know about are like Iowa, Nova, UConn, South Carolina. So I have them going. But all right, we're gonna take a quick break. Come back. Men's talk here before our special guests here at seven thirty. WXU is a partner for the 32nd annual Boscov's Burks Jazz Festival happening March 24th through April 2nd. Enjoy over 40, more than 40 concerts in 10 days. WXU will be giving away tickets to the festival throughout the remainder of March. Ticketing information is available at burksjazzfest.com. Like we said, Saturday, 445, yours truly and Zach Tipton will have the play-by-play call of the Wildcats game against Cleveland State right here in WXVU. 4:45 at the Finn first round of March Madness will be here on campus, so we're excited, very, 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 very excited for that. Um, Jake, I uh, hate to be the bearer of bad news here. Uh, they changed the times on us. Oh, they did. Oh boy. Okay. Um, well, wait, <laughs> we'll tell the audience. It is now oh. one o'clock p.m. game on Saturday. On Saturday. Okay. On March 18th, which I believe is Saturday. Um. Yeah, March 18th, 1 o'clock p.m., Villanova will play Cleveland State, which means 1245 will be be actually the day of time we do it. Okay. Uh, I hope I'm right. I'm going to... Why would they change... Wait, did you, like... Why did they change it? Uh, don't ask. I definitely didn't, uh... Well, I was told five, and I don't think it's five. So I might have been just told wrong, to be completely honest. Oh. But I will do some extra research. Okay. I'm very confused at life. Um, we'll get you guys the time. One of my one of my sources says one. One of my sources says five. What does it say on the internet? <laughs> on the actual NCAA website, it says five five p.m. Eastern time. So I'm okay. Gonna... Well, then what? Why, why are you saying one this then? One of my other suspicious. one of my other sites I was looking at on my phone said one o'clock Eastern. Right, I'm keeping it at four forty five. We'll say four forty five. We'll say four forty five. I will figure. We'll figure out the time as it gets closer. All right, all right. Let's let's get to the men's tournament here. Okay. Um, you're looking at the NIT or the actual tournament. The actual tournament. We'll get to the NIT after uh, our special guest is on. Okay. Um, all right. Let's start in the South region, the Louisville region. Okay. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I love that laugh. I love that laugh. All right. So. First round, I got Bama. Okay. I obviously. do, too. Do you have Bama? Uh, West Virginia. Give me one second, Zach. Keep going, Jake. Uh, San Diego State, very experienced team. I know Charleston's really, really good, but San Diego State's been so good. I, I have Charleston. So many veterans on that team. I have Charleston. I got Virginia. I have Furman. I trust. Wow, okay. Uh, Creighton. I have Creighton. Over NC State. Baylor over UC Santa Barbara. Yep. Missouri, Arizona. Yep. But this is, this is where things get interesting. I got Alabama, Virginia. Okay. Then I got Creighton and Arizona. I have that as well. Okay. But I said I have Alabama, Charleston. Then Wait, I you have ha- Maryland or West Virginia? I have West Virginia. And then them losing to Bama? Yes. Yeah, okay. Then in the Elite Eight, I have Bama. No surprise there. But I have Creighton beating Arizona in the Sweet 16. I tricked Arizona. Going the Elite Eight. I, Arizona chokes every year in this tournament. I know. Like, that's why I'm a the, little scared. Oh, in this that's why I'm a little every. scared. What did they do last year? They lost they choked. early? They lost second round, yeah, I think. They, I think they lost early. like second round. Or yeah, they, they didn't ever get past like, the Sweet 16 or Elite Eight. I, I picked okay. Arizona, but I don't know about that. That's a 50-50 game for me. I kind of like Creighton, too. 
But I got Bama coming out of there. What, what do you have? I also have Bama. I have Arizona. Wow. Over Bama? I don't know. Uh, the Bama team, well, I don't know. I think they're beatable. I don't like rooting for Bama. But also, like, Arizona, you they apparently can't close in the past. But, like, did you see them in the Pac-12 championship game? I mean, it's Pac-12. They were behind. It's Pac-12. Yeah, but it was against UCLA. It's Pac-12. <laughs> Right. They have like one good. I also kind of. I agree with Jacob. Yeah. I agree with Jacob. I have Bama also making it through. That's my one and only bracket where I have a one seed, making it through. Mm. So, um, I wonder if West Virginia could give Bama some trouble. Could I mean they they have a stifling defense. I that, West Virginia. They usually do anyway. That's their not this year. Their offense is really good this year. Their offense like, is really good. I think Alabama honestly got a really easy division. In my West Virginia is opinion. one of the best. Yeah, they got a pretty easy draw. They're one of the best rebounding teams Bama. in the nation. West yeah, Virginia. I thought. By, I thought this is kind of a weaker region. Yeah, I mean, like, I don't really see any. I mean, I think Creighton might be if they get all the way. It would, or Virginia would be their best competition. Yeah, I like don't. to be honest, Virginia's, I have they're trash. They I get, they get it. There's a reason, dude. I think Furman. There's yeah, a there's a Furman. Dude, that team, if they like can't shut you down and allow you to score too much, it's over. Because they're not going to beat you in a shootout. I soft spot my heart for Virginia. I also had to pick one thirteen. I don't. I picked them when they lost to UMBC, and I'm eternally scarred. I also picked them when all the year they lost to UMBC. I did too too that year. I shouldn't have because they didn't have DeAndre Hunter. But fair. Oh well. Um. Anyway, yes, Alabama. (laughs) This. What's the Brandon Miller situation? What's is he the, like? Is he fine now, or what's going on with that? I he's fine at the moment. He's not going to charge anything. There's he's not in, in trouble or anything. He's playing, and I guess we'll see. I had a friend that made a hot take that said Brandon Miller does not play the whole tournament, though. I uh, can see that, but uh, I guess we'll see. They lost to Gonzaga. Why? Lost by fifteen. He to like, maybe, gets, like, maybe they like a, something goes wrong. I he gets suspended for a game. I doubt that. They um, beat Houston, anyway. but, they, but they lost by nine to Tennessee. They lost by to Gonzaga by ten. UConn by 15. They split with A&M. They beat Auburn and Arkansas twice. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know. I. Okay, moving on. You were right, laughing. Right. You were laughing about a region This East here. region. The, I got, ah, that's I, the region I was loving. Okay, I got, good. I got a lot of upsets. I also have a ton of upsets. Let's hear them. All right, so I got Purdue beating whoever. <laughs> that'd be hilarious. Texas Southern gets through 14 and 20. And the, the worst record since 2012. No, earlier than that, even. It's, bad. it's one of the worst records since like 1990. Watch them win the first four game. Fairly Dickinson's going to beat them. Fairly Dickinson didn't even win their conference tournament. <laughs> How are they Fairly, then? Because the team that they beat is in their transition period from the D2. And NCAA rules say you have to be five years into your into your transition period before you can actually like make the no NCAA sense. tournament. That makes no sense. And so the team that won the NCAA ter- their, their conference tournament in that region by beating Fairleigh Dickinson, uh, it could not participate in the NCAA tournament. I don't get that. So five years. Fairleigh Dickinson got it's just, it's just, it's the worst rule of all time. It's the worst rule of all time. Anyway, continue. So I got Purdue, Memphis, yep. Oral Roberts, yep. Tennessee. Yep. Providence, I Kentucky, Kansas State, I Kansas State, uh, Michigan State, I Michigan State, Marquette. Yeah. Wait, why Oral Roberts over Duke? They the ACC are champion. Legit. Now they're Duke's Oral won Ro- nine in a row. Duke first year head coach. Oral I'm 50, Roberts. 50. Is I'm so fifty fifty. 
All our advertising lost the game. I'm gonna lose the game in conference. They won all. They won all twenty they of their conference games. Since games. Like they lost to Houston by thirty-eight. Yes, it's Duke. They Remember? also lost to St. Mary's. Hey, they lost to Duke Utah State. Lost. lost to New Mexico. They have no they big wins. Look the, look they they beat. only beat Liberty. All their other wins are lame. Duke has lost to Lehigh, a team that's near to my house. They've lost to Mercer in the first round. Oh, historically? Yeah, I don't know. I don't know what to do with, like, like obviously history's not completely irrelevant, but, like, this is a completely new team. I think All this right. team has nothing to do with the Lehigh team. But here's where the upsets come in. I have Memphis yep. beating Purdue I in the do second as well. round. Whoa! I do as well. Purdue's vulnerable, man. They, Penn State Purdue's, Purdue's not good. Them. No, Purdue's I'm with that. Good. I'm with that, but, like, you're, you have that much confidence in Memphis? I Memphis do. has so high. I know. They just they beat, beat Houston. Houston I know. 20. I know. They just beat Houston. Yeah. I got Memphis beat Houston so with Marcus Sasser. I, don't th- I think they're a good team. They probably should. I mean, they should beat Florida. Atlanta. I got Tennessee. Yeah. I think Florida Atlantic's over. Florida Atlantic hasn't beat anybody. You have what? I got Tennessee in the I Sweet 16. I have Oral 16. Roberts being Tennessee. I have Providence in the Sweet 16. And I, I have K-State. I have K-State Marquette. But this where it gets real interesting. I don't know what to do with Marquette. Because, like, they're, no, Marquette's so what? good. Marquette. Okay. Yeah, let's hear. Let's hear. I want to know why you don't know what to do with Marquette. No, I don't know. Because, like, the team's Shaka's very – they just uh, – they almost, like – I don't want to say they overachieve this season – but nasty. I could just I could see him slipping up, but I don't They're know who. That's a thing. Nasty. I don't know who they would slip this up. This region to. sets up perfectly for them. No, this region does. I think this region at very, the Garden very too. Good region. I think the East is going to get messed up. Yeah. No. I have. Uh, I'm with you guys about Purdue. They're so beatable. I want to stay it's right literally here. Just Zach Eady. Yeah. <laughs> I have K State Marquette, but my but my Sweet Sixteen my Sweet Sixteen matchup is Memphis or Old Roberts. I have Memphis wow. or Roberts in the Sweet 16. Hey, that might be hype. And then I got. Me- I think this 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 I could definitely get messed up. And then I got Memphis Marquette in the Elite Eight and Marquette making it out of that bracket. I have Marquette Tennessee Marquette making it out. That's okay. I'm Mar- yeah. I'm, Mar- See, I'm not very, sold on Tennessee. Very quickly. Uh, streaky. Well, actually, we can get to this after our our interview here, but. Um, yeah, Mark. I have Marquette Bama, and then well, we can, I guess we can get to the other two. Um, let's just go to. The, Round 64, we got like two minutes. Um, I got Houston, Iowa, Miami, Indiana, uh, Xavier. I'm not sure about the Iowa State-Mississippi State pick. I might want to pick like that Mississippi State or Pitt team. To I have Mississippi State Pitt. I have that as well. Uh, That's I my only 11-6. Penn State and I Texas. have Penn State as well. And I, have te- I, you and me have the, I was going to say you and me have the, have the exact same Great minds. Well, you guys have Miami or Drake? I Miami. Drake is really overhyped as a 12 seed. I saw Miami play in person, and I think they're like underrated. I agree. But here's the thing: the problem is they have injury. Drake is very overhyped as a 12 seed. A lot of people are giving them too much hype. I think. I don't think they're good. I think. I think Miami is the safest five seed in the bracket. I see, but they also have a. They have that injury to what's his name? Omar. Omar. Okay. That one that hurts because that's one of the uh, that's one of the best players on that team, and that's a small team. But here's the thing: I think they'll make it past Drake. That's why I have them losing the Indiana in the second round. I'm not really confident in Indiana either, but yeah, no, I'm not. Either. I'm not either. Them. That's why I'm like Houston's got so lucky. I'm not confident in Houston. Kent State but... people don't sleep on. They lost to Houston by five. Gonzaga by seven. Kent a lot State? of close losses. Yeah, Kent State. Yeah, they're they're good. Kent State. They might be scary. making some. 
some moves here. I only make one thirteen four pick though, and I already picked uh, Furman, so I. Fair enough. I wasn't gonna. I only make one thirteen four. So right, we're gonna go to break. Come back. Special guest on the other side. On this week's Morning Roar, David and Dom weighed in with their country music takes. I like pop country music, so I can listen, especially Wait, with country music. Country That's music? really specific. Pop I'm country music it. is like, Keith in Irvin? my opinion, Luke Combs. <laughs> okay. I just want to say, Chicken Fried is like the worst song ever. I was at um, karaoke night at Kelly's on Tuesday. Did you sing it? No, but someone else sang <laughs> someone it. Someone did, yeah. And it's always for karaoke. It was so funny because all the men in the bar all stood up and it's formed a, a circle mm-hmm. and they were all singing the it. song is terrible. <laughs> And we talked to Chris live from Times Square at the IBS College Radio Conference. Can you guys hear me? Yeah. Yeah. It's like you're here. Live from Times Square in the heart of New York City. Our special guests, Emily McCloskey and Brooke Erdman, talked about some of the things happening for Villanova graduate students. Tried to do as much programming as possible uh, this year in our first year as the Grad Center, and really have had the approach like, we'll try anything, essentially. Uh, Dean Emery Woodard, he has always had this idea that our students need to be a part of the larger Villanova community. The Morning Roar, WXVU's weekly morning show, is live Friday at 8 a.m., streaming on YouTube and available on demand wherever you listen to your podcasts. WXVU is proud to be a partner with the 32nd annual Boscov's Berks Jazz Festival, happening March 24th through April 2nd. Enjoy over 40 concerts in 10 days from Boney James, Brian Culbertson, Gerald Albright, Mesa, and many others. Ticketing information is available at berksjazzfest.com. And welcome back into Sports Takes with Jake. And yes, I've been teasing for about a week with our special guest, and he's a great one. The uh, He picked the right winner last year, if you remember. He picked Kansas on this show. He picked, he went with Chalk, picked Kansas, remember that. and uh, it worked out well for him. He is the journalism coordinator here at Villanova, the sports writer extraordinaire himself, Mr. Michael Bradley. How are you doing tonight, Mr. Bradley? Thanks for coming on. Wait, I, I picked Kansas last year? You did. Oh, I'm amazing. You are. <laughs> <laughs> you, you, you didn't mention that I was on Fox 29 last night talking college. Oh, I I missed that. That's my bad. I'm See, on, I'm not in sports journalism anymore. So you got you got you got to tell us that. You got yeah, you got to text us and tell us you're right now. I'm going to be on next Sunday. All right. Well, we'll tune in. We'll definitely right. tune in. 10:35 p.m. All right. Anyway. We'll be pulling the late shift. Yep. And it's still getting up at 5:30 to teach 8 o'clock class. So wow. Wow. All right, so Mr. Bell, we're going to start off with the women's bracket this year because we have a very special uh, Villanova's hosting this year um, yes. for the first time ever. Uh, my first question to you was, you know, what does it mean for the, a program like Villanova, especially the women's side, to host a regional of the March Madness here on campus? Well, it's here's what it does. First of all, it means they're in the top four seeds. Mm-hmm. You, if you're in the top four seeds, you, you host a sub-regional. So that's the first thing. Secondly, it brings cachet to the program. Because when the game is televised, you're going to see a game, a women's game at Villanova. And this is just another step forward for the program uh, because you get another chance to, you know, you, you're going to, you think you're going to win the first game. You're playing a 13 seed so. State. <laughs> One would imagine that they're going to win. But 
it's it's just another step in the direction that, that, that Denise Dillon wants to take this program, which is to a level where it can compete with Connecticut. Recruits will see a, a tournament game at Villanova. Uh, you can you, you know you, you might be able to even have some recruits in the in the building for them for this. I don't know if it's allowed. You know they they, they get tickets. They come if they're local. It's just another step forward and another bit of, of the fact that Villanova has now become one of the top programs in the country. They're one of the top 16 programs in the country. That's, that's saying something. And when you look around at the others that are hosting, you know, it's, it's larger, it's power five conferences for a lot of them. So mm-hmm. great job by, by Denise Dillon and what she's been able to do. Mm-hmm. And uh, like, how far do you think this team can go? I mean, obviously, like to me, I think they they can make it through this regional. But then, of course, when they make it to the Sweet Sixteen, it could get tough there against uh, number one seed Indiana. What What are your thoughts on on their chances? How far they can go here in March Madness? Well, I'm going to tell you something. Washington State steamrolled the uh, through the pack. Yeah, uh, they, they did. They are a good team. So before anybody starts thinking about games against Indiana, you better think about the Cougs. True. Um, and and this is you know. They, they should beat Cleveland State, and uh, if they can get past Washington State, make it to the Sweet 16, Indiana is really good. I watched them this year beat the heck out of my Michigan Wolverines, <laughs> and it was not pleasant to watch. Oh so uh, I would say if, if, you know, if I'm going to be an objective person and I are filling out a bracket, I would put Villanova through to the Sweet 16, but I, I'm, I am afraid that that ends the run. Mm-hmm. Uh, who would be your your final four and national championship matchup on the women's side? The women's are to me is a lot different than than the men in terms of uh, who gets to the final four. Yeah. You don't see a lot of four and five six no. seeds making it through. It's chalk all the way through. So I, I would go with two twos and two ones. I'd go Indiana. I would go South Carolina, of course, who's going to yeah, win it. Yeah. And then I would go Iowa and UConn. Okay, that's the same final four I have. Uh oh, <laughs> might not be a good thing. <laughs> I'm I'm just off for that too. I got three of the four there, Bradley. I got three of the four agreeing with you. Forgot the mister. <laughs> and I've got Iowa. I've got Iowa just because I love Caitlin Clark. Yeah, she's and I amazing. See her play as much as possible. Yeah. She's a total buckets machine. That that that. So for you then, I guess when you look at a possible South Carolina Iowa matchup, how does that go? It goes badly for Iowa. <laughs> I, 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 I'll tell you, South Carolina's women are so tough, and they play such physical basketball. They're going to run a series of defenders at Clark, the likes of which she hasn't seen. Yeah, the Big Ten's a pretty good women's league, and, and, and Indiana's got a number one seed. Michigan's tough. Ohio State's tough. But she hasn't seen the type of, of athlete that's going to be thrown at her by South Carolina. They'll double-team her. They'll hedge every screen. She, if, if she scores 30 points against South Carolina, some WNBA team should just take her in the first, first overall because that means she's got some real chops. That's what the problem's going to be. South Carolina really plays tough, and, and it's not. And Iowa's not going to really be ready for it. Yeah, that's great analysis. And we're going to move on to the, the men's side of things here. Um I guess it's weird not having Villanova first time since 2012. They're not in the uh, the big dance here. Um, I guess starting off with the the South region here, it seems like Bama kind of has a somewhat easier road to to get out of this region. What would you say to that uh, that region there in the South region? Uh, I agree. I, I mean, I, I I think they get to the Elite Eight. I want to say easily because there's all sorts of stuff that can happen. Yeah. But they get to the Elite Eight 
a little easier than other teams uh, might might do might do it might have to do in their in their their regions. Virginia is not as good as past Virginia teams. Mm. Um, they're 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 just you know they're they're okay. They're solid. But uh, they're not the type that, of team that, that can can stop them, and I, I don't even know if they can get past San Diego State. Mm. San Diego State plays really tough defense, also. The game against Arizona will be interesting because of Arizona's size. They've got some real size inside, and it'll be interesting to see how Alabama and especially Brandon Miller deals with it because they can run a bunch of different kinds of defenders at him, and it's going to be hard for him to do well inside. So. I still have Bama getting to the Final Four, but that game against Arizona, if, if, if we get that one too, and that's that's sort of the chalk region for me. Yeah. Though I do have Creighton beating Baylor. Um, mm. I, I do University as well. Being UVA, um, I, I think that I think that's going to be a very interesting game. Yeah. Um, moving on to the the East region, I think this region has a chance to be one of those regions where it kind of opens up a little bit. Um, I have Memphis, and I know exactly that you have Memphis over Purdue as well in that second round. And maybe we're going off of recency bias, but Purdue looked kind of vulnerable in that championship game against Penn State. What would you say that if, if it ends up being a Memphis-Purdue round of 32 matchup, is there a chance that Purdue goes down early? Yes, I have them losing also. Mm-hmm. I, I am not impressed with Purdue. I know Zach Eady's tough, and he's, you know, he, he, you get the ball into him in deep. He's, he's really, it's really difficult to stop him. But I, I, I don't think they've got the, the wings to, to play with Memphis. Memphis is a different team than when Penny Hardaway took over there. He took over and brought in a whole bunch of freshmen, and then they didn't play well. Now he's got a bunch of seniors. DeAndre Williams brought Kendrick Davis from SMU. Those two have a great bond. They're playing really well together. I think Memphis can beat them, and I agree with you. I've got my, my uh, 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 regional final there is Duke against Kansas State. Wow, and I've got okay. and I've got Duke winning it, so wow. I, I think this could be one of those regions, yeah, where you you just tear up the bracket. Wow, yeah, I actually I think Zach and I almost complete opposite uh, regions are. I have Tennessee and Marquette, and Marquette yeah. getting out of that uh, region. Well, Tennessee, and here's the problem with Tennessee: their point guard tour is ACL. Oh well, and, I didn't know that. I uh, <laughs> well, that could be. A... I, I actually. <laughs> I actually have Memphis going to the Elite Eight here. I have Memphis going on a run and playing Marquette and then Marquette making out um, as well as Jake. I have Marquette making out. But I have Memphis going on a run because I think uh, – because I, I don't know. I, just, I, like, I like what Memphis is doing. I think they're hot. That win against Houston showed me something about that team. Yep. Um, yeah, they're a tougher – they're mentally tougher than they have been. And just the fact that you're saying Tennessee, that, that Zach's saying Memphis, I'm saying Kansas Yeah, State. it's all of it shows you how unpredictable this this bracket could be. Yeah, just quick off of that, uh, I'm surprised. Uh, you know, you picked against uh, Zach's Oral Roberts from the Summit League. Look, I, I know uh, Max a- Asmus is is really good, and I preview the Summit League for Blue Ribbon Basketball Yearbook every year. So oh. I've talked to their their coach for the past several years. This is an experienced team. They've got some weapons, but I think everybody's looking back a couple of years when they beat Ohio State and wasn't that wonderful, thinking that they're going to do it again. I, I just think that for them, drawing Duke is a really bad, bad matchup because Duke is playing extremely well. Filipowski scoring inside. Roach is healthy again. And Derek Lively, who didn't do anything in the first half of the season, is now giving them great defense and rebound inside. Hmm. Moving on to the Midwest region, uh, Kansas does not get a home region. They are in the West. Um, Houston and Texas, I mean, Texas, I think, is a really, really good two seed. I almost think they could have been a one seed. What are your thoughts? Who's going to come out of that region? 
I don't think that Texas could have been a one. They're they're a good two. They've had some times this year where they haven't looked great. Um, Houston, you know, until Mark, you know, Marcus Sasser got hurt, uh, hurt his groin in the AAC uh, tournament. Mm. He's their best player. He's a tremendous defensive player. He's a great leader. He's their top scorer. He can pass the ball. He said today, "I think I'm going to be ready um, by 100% by Thursday." That may be wishful thinking. If he really tore something in there, you're not going to have the yeah. speed and quickness and strength to do something. If it's just a tweak, then maybe he'll be all right. They can give him treatment and ice and everything like that. If he's not ready to go, um, I have them losing to Miami in the Sweet 16, mm. and I do have Texas coming out of that region. Mm. Uh, and, and I've got Kent State beating Indiana. I've got Mississippi State beating Pitt and then beating Iowa State, who does not impress me. Uh, and, and so I've got I've got Texas coming through there and beating Miami in the Elite Eight. Nice. And uh, moving on to the West region, um, seems like, I mean, there's, there could be some really good matchups here, uh, like blue blood chalk games. Um, my only big upset here, I mean, kind of a biased pick because Mike Rhodes is the head coach uh, from a town near me at Monterey City. He coaches for VCU. Um, besides that, though, I mean, Kansas, UCLA, Gonzaga, UConn, I mean, those could be some really good matchups. What do you see in the uh, Las Vegas Sin City region? I felt really good about UCLA until about two weeks ago when one of their guards tours ACL and then mm-hmm. against Oregon in the uh, Pac-12 semis, one of their big men hurt his shoulder. I don't know how bad the shoulder is or whether he's going to be able to play. UCLA was not a very deep team to begin with, and if they now if they're if they're down both of those guys, then they've got they've got some real problems. So I wanted UCLA to get through. I think Mick Cronin's a very good coach. He's got them playing the kind of tough defense they used to play. He used his teams used to play at Cincinnati. Gonzaga on the other hand plays no defense. I have Kansas not winning this region. I have, believe it or not, UConn coming out of this. Wow! Wow! Any Villanova fans happy? And it certainly doesn't make me happy because I'm not exactly a fan of Dan Hurley. But although he was he was the subject of one of the best chants by a student section ever when he played for played for Seton Hall, I went down and saw them play against Georgetown, and he went to shoot a free throw, and the Georgetown fans started chanting, "Hurley is a virgin." Because he looked like he was about 14 years old. <laughs> Even he laughed so hard he had to step off the line. Even he thought that was a good line. Wow. <laughs> so yeah, that's great. So um, I, I'm picking UConn. I, I like the way they play defense. They they got good guards, and then they got the big guy Sonogo inside. So you look know, this this you know this this tournament is going to be as wild and as unpredictable yes. as as any tournament has ever been. You could take three through ten seeds, throw them all in a basket, and start picking names out, and you could make an argument for any of them making it to the Elite Eight. Mm-hmm. So that's that's why I, I, you know, I, I don't want to go too much chalk here, so I've only got one one seed making it through. I, okay. I actually agree with you on that, Professor Bradley. I only have one as well. But I have to ask you, you know, every year it seems like we have a – Double digit seed make it to at least the maybe the elite eight make it to the elite eight. Do you what is if there what double digit seed do you think can make a Cinderella run this year? What's what who's your Cinderella? I I don't have one this year, which wow. which is you know if you look at my Sweet Sixteen, the the the, the only one I've got that's a double digit is uh, seed is Mississippi State. I have them beating Pitt, then beating Iowa State, then beating Xavier. Wow! But man. other than other than that. You know, I, I've got I've got twos and threes and uh, fours. I've got I do have Memphis getting through the Sweet Sixteen. They're an eight, but at 
Elite Eight, I've got Bama, Arizona, Duke, Kansas State, Miami, Texas, and UCorn against uh, Gonzaga. So what would so your what would be your your uh, final four national championship uh, picks here? I've got Alabama, Duke, UConn, and Texas. Ooh, okay. I've got my final is Texas against Alabama, which you know would be a great football game. Yeah, and I've was got, this I, I'm going I'm going chalk again. The number one, number one. I've got Alabama winning it. Wow. I'm happy about it, given what's what's going on with that program and yeah. the fact that they. Brandon Miller should not be playing or should not have no, been playing. No. The smart move by Nate Oates would have been to suspend him back during the regular season when when this first happened. If, if for nothing else than exercising horrid judgment by bringing the gun to that that uh, his, his teammate. Yeah, that's, yeah um, that was bad. Take him out for four or five games, sit him out, do the right thing, show contrition, talk about how you're going to make sure that the program is going to move forward in the right direction, then bring him back. By not giving him any punishment that you know was that we knew of, maybe he had to run some steps or something. Um, <laughs> it was it was uh, rather upsetting. Yeah, and uh, quickly if the. Uh... NIT, also known as the Not In Tournament, actually called the National Invitational Tournament. Villanova men will be traveling to Liberty tomorrow night. Uh, what, I guess, just two quick questions. First of all, like, what happened to this men's team this year that they just kind of took a couple of steps back this year? Well, first of all, we used to call it the No Interest Tournament. <laughs> um, and for those one. of you who know your basketball history, for the longest time, and NIT had more cachet than the NCAA because it was played at Madison Square Garden, mm -hmm. which was the mecca of college basketball. Still um, here's what happened to the team. First off, um, your, your best player, Justin Moore, tore his Achilles tendon last year and was unable to start the season off. So you, you, you lose the, the, a steadying force that you could count on for 15 points a game right off the bat. Your top freshman, he doesn't start off uh, playing because he broke his thumb, I believe it was. So you, your mm -hmm. two best players on paper are not there. Then you're, you know, let's look at the one thing you have to remember about this program before everybody gives Kyle Neptune a, a hard time. Brian Antoine was supposed to be a player who came in and was going to be a, a big time guard. He's not there anymore. Trey Patterson, he was supposed to come in and be a real great, you know, performer. He's still working to get onto the court. So the depth that they had before was not there, not having Justin Moore for a long time. And here's the other thing the Big East is really, really good this year. I mean, nobody expected Marquette to be as good as it was. People thought UConn would be good, but 4C good? Not necessarily. Xavier, very good. Um, so there, there's a lot of – there's a lot of uh, – Creighton, of course, everybody thought was going to be good. So there was a lot more at the top than usual and a lot more games with um, – you know, against tough teams on the schedule. And finally, you know, you, you brought some real coaching – power back into the league this year when when you brought in Thad Ma, I mean you brought in Thad Mata last year you brought in uh, Sean Miller at Xavier Shaka Smart finally got his system in place and everybody comfortable at Marquette in his second year so there, there's it's a different Big East it's a tougher Big East when Villanova was trampling teams for a lot of years they were really clearly the best team in the league now it's a more balanced league mm-hmm what do you think their chances are on the NIT? You got Liberty coming up tomorrow night. I know Justin Moore, Ken Whitmore are, quote, game time decisions, decisions according to our Colin Beasley. What what do you see from the Wildcats here in the NIT? I'd be surprised if, if Whitmore plays um, simply because it's a business decision. This is yeah. a guy who's a, who's a top ten pick. And if this is the NCAA tournament, you could bet he'd be out there. But 
the NIT. No, you don't risk you don't risk top ten status and top ten money and everything like that to play in the NIT. And I know some people may be saying, "Oh, that's ridiculous." Why, when I was a student here, uh, you know, if you're if you're an alumnus or whatever, no, this is a business decision. And it, let's put it this way: if he were anybody's son, if he were my son, I'd say you're not playing in the NIT. Justin Moore is a game time decision. Also, if if they don't play, it's going to be tough for them because this is a short bench, and this is this Liberty team playing at home. I can guarantee it's going to be a full house, and the Fighting Foulwells are going to have their crowd fired up. <laughs> Even though Villanova is not in the NCAA tournament, it's still a big brand name, and beating Villanova would mean a lot to Liberty. Absolutely, they're a good team. They're a tough team. Yeah. Would you have any predictions on the NIT? Obviously, Oklahoma State left out. Rutgers. Uh, you know, is there any team that pops out to you or anything? Michigan. I have to tell you. Oh yeah, Michigan's uh, in there as well. No, no, Michigan's in there. I, I hope Michigan loses by fifty in the first. <laughs> they got round. Toledo. I want this season done. Um, That's kind of how I feel, Brad. That's kind of how I feel, Bradley. I, I I'll tell you. I, I I Michigan has been so up and down and infuriating. Um. I have to be honest with you. I have paid zero attention to the uh, NIT bracket, so I have to apologize for that. I'm not up up on uh, that. Um, I will tell you, watch out for Wisconsin. If they get past Michael Bradley University um, in a day or two, then it could be tough. That's hilarious. I got Bandy winning it all, Professor Bradley. I got Bandy. You're, you're, a, big, you're a big Jerry Stackhouse fan, are you? Oh, I love Bandy. I, I, I thought they should have been higher up and possibly even receiving, like, you know, at least a first four outbid. I thought they should got, should have got looked at for a tournament there, seed. There but some good teams. You know, Cincinnati is tough. They're not, they're not an easy team to play. Um, you know, you, you mentioned uh, Vanderbilt. Uh, Wisconsin can be tough. Uh, if Michigan decides to play basketball, it could be very good, or they could lose to Toledo tomorrow night. So it'll be interesting to see how, how it all plays out. All right, well, thank you for all the insight, Mr. Bradley. We appreciate it as always, and hopefully go two for two again this year with the the, uh, the bracket predictions. So we appreciate the time, and uh, we'll catch you soon. Always my pleasure, fellas. Yes, thank you. All right, well, we'll take it to a break here. We'll come back. More men's talk and Villanova men's basketball talk. That on the other side. Sports takes with Jake. Keep it here. 89.1 The Roar. V891 The Roar is your home for play-by-play of all Villanova men's basketball home games. Slater drives to the rack. Full head of steam. Puts it up. Oh! We just saw a man fly. Brandon Slater. Hammer time. Oh my goodness. Brandon Slater. With our team of sports director Patrick Scalen and David Zapanski, Dominic Rachetti and Stephen Kane. And Jacob Arts and Zach Tipton have had play-by-play coverage of Villanova women's basketball. Mullen going to go all in, but pulls it back out. Mullen down low to Seager. Seagers, can she get going? Over Farrell, yes! Maddie Seagers finally gets it going off the glass and won. We're your home for Villanova sports. V891, the roar. And welcome back into Sports Takes with Jake. Nick, were you impressed by our special guest here tonight? I was. I thought he was very knowledgeable. You Great guest. The, you liked that uh, anecdote he gave us from the Dan Hurley days. Yeah, no, that was funny for <laughs> sure. Um, just quickly here, let's go through the other side of the bracket here. Um, 
So in the Midwest, um, I see a lot of chalk here. I see Houston. I debated picking Iowa over Houston. I buried it. I did as well. Because Houston just doesn't get tested in that American car. I mean, they lost at Temple this year. Temple. Um, well, so did we. Yeah, we suck. <laughs> Thirty-one and three. A little bit of a difference. Um, got Miami, Indiana. I got Miami going to the Sweet Sixteen. Uh, I got Mississippi State or Pitt, whoever wins that game. Uh, but I have Xavier beating them. And I got Penn State and uh, Texas. I got Texas and Houston in my lead eight. I have That's Texas also getting what I have. Out That's exactly what I have, actually. Nick, what do you got? Uh, tentatively, this is the Midwest is one of my uh, messed up. Brackets. Oh, I got to hear this. Uh, okay. Penn State over Texas. Okay, that okay. that's just not happening. Texas is so good. That may happen. Um, I think I got Xavier Miami Elite Eight here. Um, wow, even Xavier without Fremantle. Yeah, I to be honest, when they were play- he's not one of their key. I would argue he's not yeah. one of their key guys. He, he is their best player. He was their best player. No, yes, Sule he was. Boom, Sule Boom is their best player. Definitely. Fremantle is totally their best player. No, Fremantle is <laughs> no, totally their best not player. Not this season. No, not, yes. They're yes, fine without him. They're fine without him. Yeah, it's going to come back to bite him at some point. I think it's going to come back to bite him. It, the lack of game. size does hurt. Yeah. They got whacked in the Big East Championship on Saturday. Yeah, yeah they also whacked Creighton. True. Yeah. That's facts. I mean, okay. Creighton also lost us by like 15. <laughs> so. Then they beat us by 20. But anyway, um... Sorry, so you got. So you guys have too much chalk. Houston, Texas, bro. No way. These top teams are so good this year. I though. completely disagree. I don't think there's been a year in recent memory where the ones have been this bad. And like, there's, dude. I feel like any team could win I it this year. Like, where think... are like the thirty win tournament, like resolute tournament champions, one seeds? There's nowhere. Not I kind of like the, the number one overall seed is Alabama. I yeah, I could, like I, I could, I could be an interesting, yeah. I kind of like a Bradley. Said the one seeds this year are so bad. I, like Kansas said, had bad losses. Like I said, the uh, like I said earlier this when we were talking at dinner, I said that oh, a reigning champion has never made it past the Sweet Sixteen. Yeah. In the yeah. last eight years. Yeah, Kansas is, dude. I they've they've had they have some bad UConn. losses. I'm changing. That. I think Kansas. Alabama UConn. as the number one overall seed. I mean, the five loss team. They, they. I mean, they are probably on paper the strongest one. Like Houston, bad conference, just lost. Didn't even win their tournament championship. Kansas has a lot of bad losses. Purdue squeak past Penn State, and they're. We've been talking about how they're vulnerable and very reliant on one player. I, I can't think of a a tournament in recent memory where the ones are this. Yeah, big. I just think I think it, I think the, the ones are okay. Like the ones and twos combined, I think are are pretty solid. I really do. I, I mean, but that's the that's the case every year. And then I think know, just I, blow up. I think the twos are really up. solid. I think the ones aren't. Yeah, like I agree. I mean, I agree with Nick. I, Purdue's vulnerable. I think Houston's vulnerable. Kansas, I like a lot. Alabama's vulnerable, but they have such a good team, though. Like, I mean, they they have a good team. Uh, anyway, the West region now. Uh, I have can uh, my my only upset, like I said earlier, I I had VCU. Over St. Mary's. That's pretty much it. I got UConn, Kansas, Gonzaga, UCLA. And then I have Kansas, UCLA. Gonzaga, UCLA would be a rematch of that epic Final Four game from uh, 2021 yeah. when 
Uh, what the heck's his name? I can see his face right now, but I don't remember. The guy who hit the half-court yeah, shot yeah. to beat him, uh, I don't remember. Jalen Suggs? <laughs> yes, Suggs. I knew it was yeah. something else, yeah. So I got Kansas coming out of the West in in Vegas. I got Kansas coming out of that region. Okay, that's fair. I, uh... Well, you I, changed your pick, so I don't know who you have now. Yeah, I, I, I mean, this I didn't is the, know my the, favorite region. I think I didn't know about the UCLA injuries. Honestly, Bradley enlightened me on the UCLA injuries. I didn't know about them, so I'm got Kansas, Arkansas, VCU, UConn, TCU, Gonzaga, Northwestern, UCLA, and then I got TCU upsetting Gonzaga. Wow. UCLA beating Northwestern, UConn beating VCU, Kansas, and then Kansas going there, and then UConn beating Kansas. And then TCU beating UCLA, and then uh, UConn making it to Final Four. So if you UCLA really like TCU. and TCU, or sorry, I UConn really like TCU. TCU this year. See, I, I have, I have wow. them. If Pitt wins, I think they're. Uh, oh no, that's the wrong game. That's the wrong game. I, I, yeah, no, Nevada, Arizona State. I'm. I'm I don't. Like th- I don't like either of those eleven no, seeds. No, definitely not. But like, are, is TCU then gonna beat? Gonzaga? I do. I have. I don't like it. I never like Gonzaga. I always feel like they're all they never. Always they yeah. always underperform. They always underperform. They always choke. Mark Few has never really won anything big. The big. Um, the, the furthest they went was the championship a few years ago, but they lost yeah. it. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, like, I' gonna be honest. I don't like Gonzaga. I never have, and so I. Uh, I just am not choosing Gonzaga this year. I'm not gonna do it. So I'm taking TCU over Gonzaga, and I think the injuries come back to hurt UCLA in the TCU game. So I'm gonna take TCU there. So I think UCLA can get past Northwestern. Fine, Northwestern's only been to two national tournaments in their entire comp. Oh, I think Boise State might win that game. I also kind of I feel that Boise like, State has some impressive wins. But the Mountain West always chokes as well in the tournament. Yeah, split with San Diego State, beat Texas A&M by fifteen. Uh, they split with Nevada, split with New Mexico, one out of three against Utah State. I mean, for a Mountain West team, impressive wins. But they're on a bit of a losing streak right now. As who we got final four national championship games? Who we got? Uh, you want to start? No, you start. I'm okay. ten- I'm tentative, anyways. So I have Alabama, Marquette, Texas, and UConn, and then I'd have Alabama and Texas in my championship, and I have Alabama winning it all. I got Bama, Marquette, Texas, and Kansas. I have Marquette. Beating Bama, I have Kansas or yeah, Kansas over Texas, and I have Marquette wing it all. Wow, that would be interesting. Chaka Smart would be very happy about that. Yeah, he would. Um, I tentatively have Arizona. Oh man, I want to go Duke. We'll say Duke. (laughs) Duke out in the first round, and then um, Xavier. And then UCLA. And then, let's see, UCLA would beat Xavier. And, sorry, I'm doing this on the fly. Oh, man, Arizona or Duke? Uh, I'd probably go Duke. And then UCLA taking it. With all the injuries you just heard UCLA, you're going to take UCLA to win They have one injury. I know I, I'm mulling it over because I don't know the last time I picked a winner with a big injury, bad things happened. Wait, what was winner? Virginia. Vir- you took Virginia. Yeah, Virginia. Oh, the, the year they lost. See, oh yeah. no. Who do you wait? You got, you have Marquette. Who do you have? Bama. Bama. Okay. Zach, you picked the two number one overall seeds. 
I did. I did. Well, I'm not going to choose against SC. I'm not going to choose against SC. And I mean, every year, you're always supposed to pick, like, the like. And if you look at the stats, every year a one seed ends up winning for the last, like, eight years in a row, I think it was. I think, like— One I, or a two, usually, yeah. A, I think I, I think even, like, the last eight—I no, I guess Villanova was a two and 16. But yeah. since 16, I think almost every year is in a one seed, if I remember correctly. Um, so I've kind of looked at that stat and so I picked. I'm like, I gotta pick a one seed. I only have one seed, one one seed make it to my final four. So that was kind of there. You go. What's our quick thoughts on the men's team here? Nova. Oh. Yeah. Well, here's the thing. Here's the thing. Um, we suck. Yeah, uh, Zach, no. you're really high on the team. Oh, I'm very high on the team. No, we we are terrible. Um, we just lost a recruit to freaking FAU. I saw um, that. Like, are we any lower as an organization? Probably not. I like this is just bad right now. Um, I, I kind of went a little crazy in the uh in my in my friend group chat uh after our loss to uh yeah I'll, I'll pull that up. Uh, please do not. Oh, uh, actually no, please pull it up. I actually didn't say exactly what I said because I stand by it. Um, but no, so I think I went a little hard, though. I went a little crazy. I was very upset. I was very mad. Um, but this team is in a position where I don't know who's going to be starting. From what I've seen right now, there's a chance Jordan Longino's in the starting lineup next year, and we immediately lose if that's the case. Wow. Uh, we're immediately a terrible team if that's the case. Longino should be nowhere near a starting lineup. He should be nowhere near minutes. Like, he should be getting, like, five minutes a game. Um, yeah, he's not. I'm very much against any of our recruits from that year, uh, which includes Trey Patton. I kind of want to see what Nana does. I've actually found out that he was injured, um, and so that is why he didn't play ever. Um, I found out that he had a uh, I forget what the injury. I think it was a leg injury or a foot injury actually, foot injury. Um, so that's why he didn't play. So anyway, uh, did you find the, did you find the message? We did. Uh, this is this is from Zach after Nova's loss to Creighton. Quote, well, to all my underclassmen friends, I say, enjoy the next few years of misery. We have no one to replace the guys we are losing this year because Trey Patterson and Jordan Longino might be the worst bench players in history. And we got not good. I'm replacing a cuss word. Not good recruits. Whitmore, Slater, and Daniels are gone. And we are stuck with ineptitude. Or, excuse me, ineptune. Yikes. Villanova, colon, a bottom 500 company. (laughs) Wow. Wow. (laughs) That was, yeah, that was a little anger in that did not message. Um, Yeah, uh, thank you for finding that. Um, Here's the thing. I stand by most of what I said there. Um, that was a little harsh, but it was also a very upset mood. But I stand by basically all of what I said. I think Longino, I think Patterson, I think they're terrible bench players. I don't think they should be anywhere near a lineup. Um, we don't have anything for recruits. We have one guy that isn't even ranked, I don't think, in stars. Um, we're going to have to hit the transfer portal hard, but Neptune really hasn't shown his ability to get anyone. Even we didn't even he use does the transfer that, portal. Last. We didn't even use the transfer portal last year. Um, we have So to. that's very scary to me in the fact that I don't know if Neptune knows what he's actually doing. Um, and then, like, yes, we're going to get Dixon back, we're going to get Arch back, and we're going to get um, more back. But, like, I just don't trust this team because what are you going to put for your starting five? Let's say you get maybe one good transfer that can be put in at, like, 
shooting guard, right? So now you have Dixon at the five. You have um, you have Mark Armstrong at the one. Just what you if have, we get like a true? You have center. Housen at the two, maybe. Could Justin Moore come back? Moore is back. Moore's Moore's at the two. Sorry, Armstrong at the one. Moore's at the two. Yeah. Uh, you have you get like like a small forward transfer yeah, yeah. three, yeah. right? That's your three. Who's at the four? Because you got Dixon at the five. Who's at Slater's the four? Slater's done, right? Slater's done. Why Who's can't at the you four? have Dixon at four and try to get a center at five? Because that's, well, that's even probably that's harder to do. That's requiring you to get two transfers. I don't think. I don't think that. Well, I mean, they're gonna have to, man, because like not using a transfer doesn't work. Like, yeah, no, and that's the thing. I don't know who they get. Providence so this rebuilt point, their whole team on the trans. They brought like eight guys in from the transfer portal, and they're in the tournament. And they're a decent team. Well, yeah, I don't know if like, we. Well, looking back, but like if you were. Nova last year, you probably didn't need to do no, too but much that, in the I mean, portal, you need but to now, now you do. You need yeah, to. I agree. There's yeah, no I just at this point I don't see this team being good for multiple years because I just don't know if I trust Neptune to get the recruits necessary to build a good team. Hmm. Like Jay Wright left him with the best recruiting class of all time of ever we've ever had. We've ever had the best recruiting class of all time, and we missed the tournament. Like. You can't like how, like I understand the injuries. Like yes, well Patterson and Longino were bus. That would be yeah. the counter. No, that's but that's not. And the, that's not that's maybe the, not Neptune's fault. No, it's not, that's not Neptune's fault. But like what I'm saying is, is he left you with Whitmore, Housen, and Armstrong, who were all going to be immediate contributors this year, and we saw that. And you couldn't make the tournament. This is, we knew this was the only year we were going to have Whitmore. We knew this was going to be our only year with Whitmore. Yep, and he inherited Slater. More for the second half, which was tough. Yep. Daniels. Daniels, Daniels, Dixon. um, Dixon. Like, he inherited a really good team. And this is the best team he's ever going to have for a while. Feels like a step back. And and you couldn't make the tournament. Like, I don't understand. And, yes, Professor Bradley said don't blame Neptune, right? Obviously, he had some – the injuries didn't help. But, like, we lost to Temple. We don't lose to Temple. No. We lost to DePaul. We don't lose to DePaul. I think the more injury really hurt. And and we almost lost Delaware State earlier in the yes. year. Yes. If we had all if we had more in those games, I don't know if Okay, we but lost still it. you have way more talent than that team. True. Saint Joe's gave us a fight. We almost lost to them. They were beating us for a while in that game. Was Sal even here? That was a kind of a crappy games it just was weird. i think the more injury was really, really no i tough. agree i think the more injury was probably the biggest factor right but here's the thing i think if we had good him, coaches know how to win with next man mentality and neptune doesn't know who would win this year mentality. 16 and 16 17, 17 and 16. 16 17 and 16 i think with more this is easy with the whole healthy the whole year that's easily a 21 team well, that, yeah, I mean, I'd say 20. But then, like, if they're a 20 wins. win team, we make the tournament, probably. All of a sudden, you guys aren't saying that Kyle Neptune, like, wasted the talent. You know, doesn't look like the guy for the job. It's hey, well, literally a different it was narrative. It's a different narrative. Yeah, and that's, but I'm saying it's a different narrative because we didn't have Justin Moore. Well, the that's whole year. not what happened. I know, but that's not no, Neptune's I, fault, though, I, is what is what I'm saying. Like, is it fair to blame Neptune? There's a if, part there. Are, if we're I, a think, there, team I think there is. Though. I mean, you think about all these close games they're in this year. Good coaching. Jay Wright gets you past half those, if not more than half those games. Like the two, the two times where we lost because Dixon took a fadeaway three at the end of the game. Or a fadeaway jump play. shot. Remember the a game fadeaway jump Xavier? shot. Like, like what are we like? 
what coaching is telling you and my favorite moment of all time, one of my favorite moments of all time this season in in Neptune fashion, um, was um, end of the conference play. I forget what team we were playing. I think it was like ex- we were playing. It was a team we ended up losing to. Uh, it was it wasn't UConn. What good team did we end up losing to? Like kind of oh Providence. It was Providence. Um, we were really close to them in the second half. At one point in the second half, we were really close to them, and we called a timeout. And we're in the timeout. We're calling, and the and the announcers are going crazy. Like, man, this is a really good timeout call by Neptune. Figure out what the play is. You know that like if you don't get a score here, like. You know, if you don't get a score here, like, this is a really important time to score a point. This is a really great basket. And we come out, and, like, five dribbles later, Providence is taking it the other way for an easy layup. And I'm like, I love that. That's exactly reminiscent of what Neptune is. They're like, this is a great timeout. We're going to come up with an amazing play. And then five dribbles later, Providence is taking it down the court for a easy layup. Like, that's the kind – that's exactly what the – that's the exact type of coaching – Neptune had this year was if we come out of timeout then maybe it's a smart call of timeout but he has no clue to drop for a play I don't think he has any idea how to draw a play up no but that's my if they can let's just say this if they can some like get past Liberty beat a Wisconsin or something that could change not change narrative but at least you have a somewhat of a you know positive yeah. note I mean last year had Xavier win the whole NIT they beat Texas A&M by a point then this year they get Sean Miller, three seed in the NCAA tournament. They look kind of good. So who knows? Anyway, I wanted to quickly get to NFL. I guess it's not technically free agency yet. It's the legal what tampering period or whatever they call it. Um, Zach, I know I know you're all over this today. I, I mean, I thought a big one, a couple of big ones. I mean, we're talking Eagles. I mean, Jason Kelsey coming back, huge. Huge. I mean, he's the leader, heart and soul of the team. And, you know, Best center in the NFL, I think. Yeah, that's um, huge. Big, big. Uh, keep him. Brandon Graham's coming back on another year. Uh, Hargrave obviously going to the Niners. Huge contract. Couldn't keep up with that. Four years, eighty-four million. Yeah. Also, his replacement. I mean, Jordan. We have Jordan Davis. Yeah. So Hopefully maybe gets, that, that's probably yeah. honestly, I think their rationale for like letting him go. Yeah. I mean, and T.J. Edwards, money. like, you know, he was. How many years was he good for? He's only 26, though. Would have been nice. No, I'm saying like he had what one good year as the Eagles. I mean, he seems. I don't know. We. I think we struggle with linebackers. But he seems to me replaceable. I think a big signing today was uh, Jimmy G to the Raiders. Yep, that was a huge move. I think Jimmy G. I love that move for them. I mean, if he can stay healthy, that's my thing. With reuniting with uh, Josh McDaniels, that guy is hurt so much. I think. I love the move for the Raiders on Jimmy G. He was the best QB available they could probably get, um, because I think he's a, he just wins. I think he just wins games. Mm-hmm. I don't um, even know if he has the arm strength to go downfield to to Vontae Adams though. Derek Carr had a better arm. I mean, I don't think you. But here's the thing: I I I do like the Jimmy G hire here. I think it's a great move. Um, one move that we need I don't to love talk, it. You don't he's, like it? He's that guy is hurt all the time, and they gave him a ton of money. They didn't, I mean, give, that, they didn't give him that much money, actually. Uh, wow, three years, sixty-seven and a half million. That's a steal for that's Jimmy a, G. That's a steal for have a you looked at the Jimmy, Jimmy G. Jimmy, Daniel Jones, Jones has got forty million. million. Oh, that was equal. <laughs> that was equally ridiculous. <laughs> and you guys, that was equally ridiculous. And you guys know how well, at I least feel about Daniel, Daniel Jones, Jones is is young. You guys know how I feel about Daniel Jones. No, I'm not going to defend that one. That was ridiculous, too. That was a waste. 
Yeah, he could probably draft a quarterback way more talented than Daniel Jones. Like Derek Carr got less than what Daniel Jones got. I like the Daniel. I like the Derek Carr the signing Saints. in the Saints. Yeah, That's I my like, favorite out of the three. That is so good. I, that was way I better. The favorite to win that division. Yeah. No, the, I liked that one way better than the Jimmy G one. And here's the thing that I like also, um, and I think we also need to talk about it, is the fact that um, uh, the Rodgers situation right now is yeah. so insane. Um, it looks he, like he's that's, going there, that, right? No, that's, no, here's the... That's just... That's so expected. It's Aaron Rodgers, man. He's going to so make Trey it the Wingo. most dramatic thing ever. So it's for those of you guys that don't know, today, Trey Wingo tweets out saying, Rodgers to the Jets, it's a done deal. Um, That was the tweet that was sent out by Trey nothing, Wingo. Nothing after that. Trey Wingo. Uh, Don Kleiman, who's a really good uh, sports journalist, retweeted that and said... You know, this is the thing. And so everyone's saying Rodgers the Jets. Everyone's saying Rodgers the Jets. Ian Rappaport and Adam Schefter both came out and Nothing's said happened. that nothing has actually happened. Um, and that this is just not – it looks like this, but Rodgers is still quiet. We are still waiting for what Rodgers has to say. Nothing has happened yet. Um, we do not know what is actually going on in the Rodgers situation. But if it is true that he is going to the Jets, that AFC East division could be the Jets. Really, um, I think wow. Josh Allen takes a step back next year. I, I don't. I I feel like Bills got to still be the favorites. Yeah, Bills. Well, here's the thing. And the Dolphins are in there. I don't and know. The, I don't really. I mean, the, I don't like the, the Dolphins. not gonna have as good a and year the, as he did last and year. And the Patriots. Tua's yeah, not gonna be as good. Have no the Patriots have no. Patriots have no offense. The Patriots aren't good. Tua. Tua is, is not, not gonna do the same as he did good. last no. year. Not good. I am. I'm very much. I'm very much low on Tua. I'm almost as low on Tua as him. Um, I'm very long to it, and then um, I I love Josh Allen. Don't get me wrong, I love Josh Allen, but what he does on a football field is not, very lucky. Not a lot of times, and it's not sustainable. Right. And I could see him taking a step back. Diggs looks a little unhappy with being in Buffalo right now as well. That's something to keep an eye on. Diggs looks a little his his cryptic tweets have been starting to come out again, and it's mm. looking oh, great. like. It's looking like Diggs is not happy about Buffalo right now. Um, Where would he want to go, though? That's my thing. Well, here's the thing. Any team would take him. Um, I mean, I don't know. But here's the thing. Um, So that's one thing to keep an eye on. Buffalo to me, I don't think they keep this up. This was their one year. I think this year was their one year to really make a run and make a Super Bowl run, and they couldn't do it. I think they take a step back, and I truly believe that the Jets are a QB away. That was all they were. Wow. Um, because last year their wide receivers are fantastic. Brees Hall comes back. Yeah, it's he gonna be nice to get Brees beast. Hall back. Their whole line is incredible, and their defense saved, kept them in games last year. Their defense was the only reason they won games last year. So you keep a full defense, barely losing anyone on the defensive end. You who are the targets there though for for Rodgers? Garrett Corey Wilson. Davis. Garrett Wilson. Yep. That's their number one, and he's rookie of the year. He's yep. the top good wide receiver in football. Um, at the moment, Elijah Moore is our wide receiver too. But if Our. you get Rodgers, our if you get Rodgers, Jets fan Zach over here. No, if you get Rodgers, you still have your first round draft pick. You're gonna he's gonna recruit oh, too. They'll actually they'll trade the first round draft pick. But like Rodgers doesn't you do can well find with a wide young receivers. receivers no, that's what I'm saying. If like he does not do me, well with young receivers. We're, we're we're kind of up against it here. We got very short time, but that's just make this quick point. If I'm Rodgers here, if you think about it, man, NFC North sucks. Like, I mean, they're better than they used to be, but, like, still. 
Don't say Vikings. Vikings. I mean, they're not going to get. They're not going eleven and zero one possession games next year. True. Lions. I mean, they're ascending, but I mean, I think Packers still a better team, and Chicago is terrible. Why would you? Who are the Packers targets? And they're not going to spend money. Well, I mean, they never do. You had uh, what's his face? Uh, Oh my gosh, I can see his face. Oh, um, Christian Watson. Yeah, Watson. True. The other Dobbs. I mean, I guess you still have Lazard there. I guess he. I think he might be gone though. He might be gone. But uh, you'd be you'd be you'd be able to recruit with somebody though. You'd be able to recruit, and their defense is good. And they got a great head coach, Matt LaFleur. Like, why would you – like, Robert Saw, defensive guy, New York City. Well, he might give Rodgers complete control maybe. New York no, but here's the thing also. Like, he just wants out of Green Bay. I think he wants out of Green Bay. I think he does too. Yeah. I think he's fed up. And here's the thing. They came out of the report saying that Rodgers will either retire or go to the Jets. There's no other option. Wow. wow. I found out the report is that Rodgers will either They've retire or They've been saying that, though, for Jets. a while, though. Yeah, like, I, until something definitive. Just all smoke and mirrors right now. Yeah. He's anyway. been leaving the Packers for how many years now? It's <laughs> yeah, no. happened. Yeah. Um, anyway, yeah, any last quick things before we, we sign off here? Any other things you wanted to mention? Uh, I'm going to win the bracket challenge this year. It's no, easy. you're not. No, you're not. It's easy. It's going to so, be great. Oh, oh I, got, I got one last thing. Yeah. Uh, Zach in the Game Watch Cult chat. Talks is talked about, texted about how he would be rooting against UConn from game one. And Zach, where is UConn in your bracket? Final four. I said I am rooting against make them. Make it make sense. I am rooting against them. Yet but you picked I, them in your final four? Because I'm trying to go for a perfect bracket. I want, the, I want the million bucks which or whatever is, it is. That, that, that that's it just is. not happening. So yeah. Anyway, that is that is what make it make sense. But you're right. All right. I'm rooting against UConn from game one. Did it for the money. That's fact. <laughs> anyway. Go Iona. Go Iona. That's right. He Rick Pitino. Rick Pitino to the he, Big East. Dude, that's dangerous. Gonna become. That's gonna be John's. so insane. The Big East. Okay, Big East to be loaded. Big East to be insane. Okay. Um, <laughs> Thank anyway. you all for listening. Seton Hall another year at Seton Hall. It's gonna be ridiculous. Saturday. Saturday, 4.45, be on the radio, 89.1 The Roar, WXVU.org, Radio FX app, WXVU search. Going to be a great time. We're going to be excited. Cleveland State, Villanova hosting the March Madness here on campus. Going to be amazing electric atmosphere. Join us then, 4.45, be there, WXVU. We're taking with Jake signing off. Jacob Bart signing off here. Zach Tipton, Nick Downing, thanks for being on the show as always. And we will be watching with you all Not here. as always for Nick Downing. Well, that's true. Thursday, Friday, Unnecessary stray. Saturday, Sunday. Again, everybody, we'll catch you back here on Saturday.